The autumn wind is a pirate. Welcome, Raider Nation, to the Raider Nation podcast. I am your host, Peter Craig. Welcome to the show. Well, close, but no cigar for the Raiders as they just barely lose to the Bears. That and more here on show 445. On today's show, Sala said Soldier Field bummed is an understatement. The Raiders fall to the Bears by two crappy points. Ugh. But they played very hard. Well, the fall owners meetings are in full swing. I'm going to hit on what I think they're talking about. And it's certainly not a moving a team to L.A. That's for sure. <laughs> then we will have a pregame for... Your favorite and mine, them lovely Bronco hoes are coming to the black hole. Better get your ass in a seat and start screaming, folks, because we're going to need every decibel there in Oakland. That and the bone line will wrap up this show. Before I start the show, I must say this. I had someone seriously complain about my story on the referees throwing excessive flags and the no call in the last show. Let me see this. That any inference to anything was directly attributable to the referees throwing flags and non-calls. Nothing else was intended. No offense meant. And so let's move on to the show. Well, there certainly was some solace at Soldier Field, and especially for me at the end of the game. Now, the Raiders played... Very, very strong. And they played hard to the very last freaking snap. Let me say this. Perhaps for me, as being me, the coaching could have been a little more aggressive throughout the game. Now, we started off with those uh, those bubble screens that for us, I mean, sometimes you make some yards, I guess, but we don't do them very well. And they are not as successful for us as they are on us. (laughs) I just can't stand that pass to the outside expecting to get a yard or two, and that's what we get, uh, maybe if we're lucky. The run game was really weak as well. Latavius Murray had a tough game, tough game. And and let's just get to it. Soldier Field is no freaking picnic. It's not the Coliseum. The Coliseum turf is good. Soldier Field, the grass is long It's hard to play on. They have a very special place there. Seth Roberts, Raider wide receiver, kind enough to join us here now. And, uh, Seth, we appreciate the time, man. Welcome. How you doing? I'm doing great, man. Just at the facility right now, man. 
How's it going? Doing good. You getting a, a little treatment? How you feeling? Yeah, I'm getting the treatment, man. Uh, playing on that field yesterday kind of tore all of us up, man. So, you know, we're in the facility right now. You know, I was getting a, a deep tissue massage working on my leg. But I, I feel great, man. Talk to us about that field. Like, how, how bad is it? Oh, my God, man. I, I really didn't know what I was stepping into. I don't think nobody really knew what they were stepping into. Like, Crab, he said, uh, you know, he never been to, never played in Chicago. And when we went out for routes before the game, man, you know, we, we were kind of slipping a little bit. So we all went in and changed our cleats to seven studs, which are, like, thicker, like, cleats that, like, go into the ground better so you can yeah. play better and it's just it, it, it messed with a lot of us, man. I mean, I, I feel like I wasn't I wasn't capable of doing like running as fast as I could, so it kind of messed with me. And you know, the cleats that I practiced in all week, I didn't wear those yesterday. But you know, it is what it is, man. You just have to adjust to those things. But I think you know, I'll be ready for a soldier field next time. You know, <laughs> Seth Roberts is our guest, Raider wide receiver, joining us here. Haberman and Middlecoff on ninety-five-seven. The game assess for us, Seth the way you thought the offense played? What, what do you guys think, looking back, about, about the way you played as an offense yesterday? I mean, we, we, we did our job. You know, we could do a, a, a lot better, you know, and there's some things that we have to clean up, which we are going to clean up. But like, like uh, Jack said, man, you know, we, he can see that we're going to be a great team, man. And, you know, we're 2-2 we're two and two now, which it would have been nice being 3-1 and one coming into uh, Denver, but I feel like we have a chip on our shoulders, and we will be all right on Sunday, man. The wind coming off of the lake is fierce, and it blows both ways across the field. And, well, they need Cutler there to throw those passes because the wind is horrific. That being said, the Raiders did play with all heart. Uh, The offense sputtered. The defense, man, the defense on those third and longs, they got to get off the field. I don't need to say anything about the tight ends again. The Raiders lost some players. I mean, TJ Carey was taken out with a chest injury. You love to hear that. And, well, it was a tough day for everyone concerned. I just have a couple questions about the game. To me, when the Raiders got a chance to win it at the end of the game and third and two... Where was the hurry-up offense? You know, this is, this is why you practice it. This is why you have it. Even in the second down, you could have done a hurry-up offense. I mean, this is why you have it for situations just like this. I was looking forward to seeing it. I was waiting for it to happen, and it never showed up, which I think was a tragic coaching mistake you know, for us, because we've done it well in the past. Every Monday at 3.30, Raider head coach Jack Del Rio is good enough to give us a little of his time here on 95.7 The Game, and it is that time once again. Well, I tell you, we're getting more of the Raiders now than ever before, and they are better than they've been in a really long time. It's unfortunate they come out of Chicago with a loss because they spent most of the day playing some very good winning football. Just a couple of plays made the difference in that game to talk about it. Jack Del Rio joins us here on the 95.7 The Game. What's going on, Coach? How are you? Good afternoon. Doing fine. Just moving on, getting ready. Uh Getting ready for the next opportunity Sunday at home here against the Broncos. Yeah, and we'll we'll talk all about that opportunity and the first-hand working knowledge of that organization that you have and how it can help you prepare. 
But we got to start with, you know, the tough loss in Chicago. And the first thing I notice is, you know, what, what a difference a quarterback makes. The Bears came out firing behind Cutler, who, dare I say, looked inspired to be playing again. Uh, when we talked to you last week, you said you were going to prepare for him as the starter. You expected him to play. When did you actually know he was starting? Uh, last week, Monday, uh, we knew when we talked to our advanced scout and he had run gassers prior to the game, we knew he was going to play this week. So it was really never a question in our mind. And you did prepare for him all week. Was there anything that he came out doing that surprised you? No. No, really, they they, uh, they did a good job on the opening drive. We didn't do some things we needed to do. And uh, really, uh, it was more about you know us and less about them. Although, look, you got to give them credit. They, they made the plays they needed to make to, to win the ball game. You know, John Fox, did did he save anything that, that he threw at you that you didn't expect to see in terms of a formation or something? The two of you worked together for so long, I figure he's got to have the uh, playbook for guys I used to coach with at some point. <laughs> like, you know, because no, 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 nothing, nothing. No, it really wasn't. It really wasn't about that. It wasn't that type of ball game at all where there, it was uh, trickery and uh, deception. It was really. Uh, two teams that went after each other, and uh, you know, back and forth game. You know, there were, I think there were six six lead lead changes during the ball game, and uh, uh, you know, back and forth affair. And we we had a chance to win it at the end. Uh, we had a chance on offense to could have played keep away and scored a touchdown there, and made them had to go the, the distance for a touchdown, and uh, we didn't get that done. And then defensively, we had a shot there on fourth and five to get you know finish it right there, and. And uh, didn't get that done. So, you know, in the end, we come up short. But uh, it was a, definitely a hard-fought ball game. Raider head coach Jack Del Rio, in the drive that led to your go-ahead field goal that the Bears would come back and trump at the end, uh, I-, I thought that you got a little conservative playing for the field goal, playing for a better kick for Janikowski than rather get another first down, kill more clock before that moment came. Uh, d- did you feel that you-, you maybe put the playbook away a little bit too early at the end of that game, Coach? No, not at all. The playbook was wide open. Uh, we just went with plays that we felt good about. And, uh, you know, we got four yards on first down, got four yards on second down, and felt good about getting four yards on third down. But we didn't. You know, and uh, 92 crashed in there, made a good play. Uh, you know, he made a, he made a good play in that situation. We didn't block him particularly well. And, uh, you know, bottom line is you can always go back and say, well, you know, since, since that didn't work, we'd like to do something else. But, uh you know, we 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 really had had a chance to you know, milk it away right there and uh, have Sebastian go in and and uh, and kick a kick a game winner with very little time left, and uh, just didn't get that done offensively. Okay, and then uh, then we had our chances on defense to stop him from going down there and kicking the field goal. So, like I said, a couple opportunities there at the end that got away from us. And, uh, you know, when you're in a tight ball game like that, that can be the difference. Jack Del Rio here on the Damon Bruce Show. Uh, you know, normally, you know, in the last few years of Raider football, people would ask, well, where did the game go wrong? And it was really simple. It would be game day. Like Sunday is when the whole game went wrong. The Raiders used to be so top to bottom bad. Now it's easy to see one or two moments in a game which tips the game one way or the other. So that is a huge sign of improvement right there. I thought the two big turnovers off the normally sure hands of Latavius Murray were the defining moments of this game, and it's too bad, and I know that Carr is, you know, gets credit for the interception, but that was more bobbled on Murray's part than it was a poor throw. As a matter of fact, the, the throw was perfect. The pitch back to Murray I thought was also perfect from Carr. Just two bad plays for Latavius. How's your young quarterback feeling today? Is he down in the dumps? No, our, our guys are, our running guys back, are good. Our, our guys are good. Our guys are strong-minded. 
look, we understand. We're, we're going to own up to the things that didn't go right. We're talking about young players that are very talented, that are team-oriented, uh, that, that uh, have no problem accepting responsibility. Uh, I'll do the same, and we'll, we'll have a Tell the Truth Tuesday tomorrow when we get together and talk about the things that we all could have done better, starting with me and, and right down the line. And uh, we'll own up to our mistakes, uh, and, then, and then we'll move forward. You know, and so that's that's what we do, and that's that's why we're able to get on to next. And you know, we'll continue the growth. We've got a good young football team that is working hard and getting better every day, and that won't stop. Coach, would you would you mind if we uh, mic'd you up and recorded you for Tell the Truth Tuesday? <laughs> <laughs> might have to use a. Uh... Might have to use the little beep to, <laughs> yeah. to, uh, to, for some of the color, colorful language that may be a part of it. I, I love colorful language. We'll be happy to beep it out if you'll let us record it. Uh, tight ends, Coach, continue to have a big day against your defenses. Free releases at the line are still happening. Going unchecked in coverage, that's happening. Bennett was as open as the Bears logo in the end zone when he scored. What can Ken Norton, what can you do to fix what has become uh, an incredibly big blind spot for your defense? Yeah, no, we'll, we'll keep working at it. I mean, it's really been a shared uh, it's, it's a shared uh, responsibility, you know, whether it's a linebacker, whether it's a safety, whether it's a corner, um, because they've all had opportunities. It's been different players at those positions, and um, it's not like it's one guy that just is breaking down. So we, we just have not really handled that position very well to start the year. Uh, it will improve. Uh, the, the yards per catch actually went down dramatically yesterday. Uh, the one touchdown in the end zone was just a complete mental mistake and uh, something we've got to con- we've got to continue to work to eliminate. It was a very physical game as I thought it would be. Cornered and uh, feeling threatened, NFL teams usually come out and give you a hell of a fight. I think there's some impressive record about 0 three teams playing that fourth game at home. They're very tough to beat, and that's what you ran into yesterday. You also ran into a lot of guys limping off the field after plays. There were a lot of different bodies coming in and out of that game with a knickknack. Uh, and and Rod Woodson's got a big challenge here as your secondary coach. You know, there's only so many TJ carries to go around and play multiple positions when you need them to. Can you tell us what's going on in your secondary? How comfortable are you with your personnel right now? Yeah, we're we're uh, we're battling through like everybody does uh, in, in in football games throughout the throughout the season in the NFL. You know, you you have injuries that pop up. That's part of it. You know, we're, we've got a next man up philosophy, and uh, you know we'll plug the next guy in and and uh, and and expect to do well. And so. You know, it's you know we're not looking for any alibis. Uh, that's part of the game, and uh, so our guys, you know, we understood uh, what what had to happen. We we subbed in pretty. I thought we did a pretty good job of being ready and having guys on alert and jumping in there when they needed to and uh, and, and helping us get stops. And I just believe Musgrave. <laughs> Why would you want to sit on a lead of of two points? Or you know. I, I don't get why you would want to sit on such a skinny lead. We needed the touchdown, and better yet, we needed just first downs because we could have just run the clock off. But we gave them over two minutes to play. You know, that last series was slow, and it seemed like it was in slow motion. For the San Francisco Chronicle, you may follow him on Twitter, at Vic Tafer. It's our pleasure to welcome Vic Tafer to Chad Jolo for the first time. Hey, Vic, good morning. It's great to have you on the show. Hey, guys. How are you doing? Very well. I want to start with the game from Sunday. Just your thoughts on the Raiders' conservative play calling down the stretch, especially on that third and two play. 
I didn't hate it. I, obviously, I can see where fans are upset. They wanted to go, you know, go for the juggler, but they were running the ball well that drive. We're trying to kill the clock. I thought Hulu looked good in that drive. I thought um, it was a missed block by Walford. Otherwise, that play works. So I didn't think it was a great call, but I didn't, I didn't hate the call either. I don't understand what, why we didn't pick the tempo up and try to keep the Bears unbalanced on defense and try to get a pass in there somewhere to maybe get a t- touchdown at the very least a first down. Now, they were on Cooper like a wet rag. And this kid better toughen up because they pushed him around all game. He got mauled. And there was not too many flags on his side. Nope. You better earn your stripes, son, because this is the NFL. You're going to have to burst out, push back on these guys, and get the hell away from them. Because if you think the Bears were bad, (laughs) wait till next Sunday. Bill Williamson from ESPN.com. He covers the Raiders. He joins us here, Townie and Zachariah, 95.7 the game. How much are the Raiders going to be kicking themselves for this loss in Chicago to drop them to 2-2? Two and two? Well, you know, it depends on how good they get. I mean, if, if this is a team that, you know, is maybe 8-9 win caliber team, this could be a, a, a wild card loser for them, you know? This was, this was a must-win for the Raiders, I think, because... They can't afford – they have to pile wins when they can't. I mean, they, they just got out of stretch of three teams, the Ravens, the Browns, and the Bears. Those teams are a collective three and nine. It's going to get tougher from here, starting with Denver at 4-0. I mean, look at Jay Cutler was gimpy. Their left tackle was out. Their best receiver, Jeffrey, was out. Their center got hurt one of the first plays of the game. He was out. They got to beat Chicago. And they didn't, and you know, but you're not going to win all these close games in a row. I mean, they they had three games that went to the final seconds in a row, and the odds are you're just not going to win all of them. And if if you started that three-game swing saying, hey, these are all going down the wire and you're going to go two and one, I think any team would take that. But, again, you got to beat Chicago. Fresno's owned, by the way, Bills, Raiders. Three-time AFL All-Star and uh, good friend of the show, Daryl LaMonica. How are you? Hi, guys. I'm doing fine. Good. Are you watching Derek Carr a little bit? I assume you're in, Daryl. And John said you're from yeah. Fresno, and uh, Derek's a Fresno State Bulldog. So just tell me what you see in the young quarterback. Well, I, I, I've had the pleasure of meeting him on several occasions, and I think he's got an awful lot of talent. Uh, you know, it takes uh, at least three years to play in the NFL before you really know what's kind of what's going on before you really become a winner. And he has all the all the talent. He uh, can throw the ball deep. Uh, the intermediate game, and you know, it's just a matter of learning uh, how to play the game at, at the NFL level, and that just takes time. Uh, all of us, uh, when we started, thought we could just step right in and just do it. It, it. it takes at least three years under your belt. I don't care if you're Joe Namath or Daryl Monica or who we are. Uh, it, it takes that much time to become a seasoned veteran. And uh, I think he's, if we can keep him healthy, I think he's got a chance to, to really uh, do great things for the Raiders. What do you think in general is, is the biggest uh, transition point for an NFL quarterback? Well, I, I, I think speed. Speed is the, the, the secondary. Uh, you know, you, you, you've got receivers that you can throw to, but learning to read the different coverages uh, is a big key. Uh, it's all about down and distance and, and having the right play selection and 
try not to do the same things over and over because defenses will study you and, and, and know more about you than you probably do about yourself. And, you know, but that's all and, and make it a game plan. And, and and the important thing I think about that is uh, your your offensive coaching staff, uh, where they prepare your, the linemen and the backs and receivers and the quarterbacks. We're all on the same page. Everything's about we and us, um, and that's that's the key. And as long as you're on the same page. Um, and you're watching film together, and I might have played against you in college, and I know you're weak in this area, strong in that area, and where we think we can beat you, and then you have that same conversation with the entire offensive coaching staff, and you know because that's a, that's basically a, a quarterback's job description. Is all my job is I'm reflecting my entire offensive coaching staff's thinking on down and distance in a game situation. And uh, that's why we have practice. That's why we practice third and short, third and long, you know, goal line, getting out of trouble, and those type of situations. And But you want the same input uh, from your players, the offensive line, uh, your receivers and your backs, uh, all contributing to that. So uh, it's a team effort, uh, the coaching staff and the players. And when you have that, and, and then the important thing is, is I think is if you practice full speed, you must practice full speed and practice every day. You have to go full full speed. That gives us the offensive linemen, the backs, the receivers. It gives us timing, and it's all about timing, getting that ball off on time. And of course, we always played against one of the greatest defenses in the game every day in practice. So it was real easy to uh, throw against, you know, Willie Brown and, and, and George Atkinson and, and the guys. And um, if you can complete balls on them during practice, you knew you are going to have a pretty good game. Yeah, I'm just closing my eyes, and I'm, I'm picturing you in number three <laughs> dropping, hitting that back foot at seven feet, seven steps, and, and Warren Wells running the nine route, and yeah. you just firing it down the field. Well, Daryl, when you watch the, the game today, because it, it's so different, some of the guys can throw a deep ball. Brady's good at it. Flacco's good at it. But it's just a quick, short passing game, a lot of bubble screens and zero routes and smokes. Does it bother you sometimes that they don't drive the ball down the field the way you guys did? Well, they just don't know the angles, in, in my opinion. Uh, football's nothing more than a game of angles. And uh, we're, they're trying to throw balls that are percentage-wise, the, the deep ball, they're not turning the ball over. They're not laying it out. We used to practice with perfect coverage. I want my d- defense to run a stride for stride with my receiver, and then if I could turn the ball over and still complete the pass, if he ever got a half step on him, it was like that defender was never there. But they don't practice that. They don't look uh, at the angles instead of the angles. You can't stop a, a, a hook, which I call an inside comeback, and an outside one cannot be stopped. I don't care if you give me zone, man-to-man, uh, I can still complete the ball uh, on you. And I think a little more emphasis should come. I know Al Davis' philosophy is to complete one out of three passes for 15 yards, not three five-yarders. And uh, so we never really worried about what our stats were, completion stats. All, all we ever worried about, did you win or lose? And that's the only stat we, we really carried, uh, cared about. And, of course, as a quarterback, you try to keep all your wide receivers and your running backs, everybody happy. 
you know, and catching so many balls and and, and uh, but um, it was never. It was always about us and we and and we had a uh, we the players had a big input in the game plan and that I just can't stress that uh, being important because. Um, the guys would watch film. They would break down. They would stay out after practice. They would work on certain things but because they knew in a game situation we were going to utilize that. And uh, I really believe that's why we were so successful. Uh played 12 years, and 11 out of uh, the 12 years I was in playoff championships or Super Bowls, and so I played with some pretty good athletes. Yeah. Now you played on some great teams in, in Buffalo with the Bills before you became a, a Raider. And uh, I do want to ask you about your role in Buffalo and the role with the Raiders. Because where Al first saw you, where we all first saw you, was coming off the bench for, for Jack Kemp in Buffalo and rescuing <laughs> that team so many times. Then he makes the trade to, to get you. And, and the role sometimes was flipped where uh, you were one of the best players in the league. You were an MVP and led the league in yards. But in 1970 year, George Bland in particular would come off the bench and, and, and uh, take your spot in the middle of the game. So talk about the dynamics of what you had in Buffalo when you come, would come off the bench and how you accepted that role uh, with the Raiders, with George Blanda. And wh- why don't they do that at all in the modern game? They, they don't take quarterbacks well, out of the game anymore, Daryl. Well, uh, from a quarterback standpoint, some days you feel it, some days you haven't, some days you don't, and it's just not clicking for you. But in, in, in Buffalo, give me an opportunity. I was just starting my career, and uh, as an understudy, I would study and watch Jack Kemp and, and watch his good plays as well as, and probably more important, is the bad plays. And know that if I got in the game, I wasn't going to do that because the results weren't as good. And so I was always had to study extra hard just in case my number was called. And uh, when I was called off the bench, I was always pretty successful because we had uh, great wide receivers and, uh, you know, a good offensive line and we could score. And uh, I took that to, to, uh, to the Raiders. And, uh, you know, had a lot of guys. Cotton Davidson was, was my uh, my. He was my roommate, and I'd keep him up all hours of the night just asking him questions about the offense and what I do in this situation, that situation. And But that's what made us so special. And um, I was ready, uh, I thought, to, to, to be a starting quarterback and then to come in and play with so many uh, great players. And we had a lot of rookies, you know. Gene Upshaw and Art Shell were just, uh, just starting their careers there. And, but... We we put it all together and and we did what we did best and uh, that's what made us special. We didn't try to do anything that we weren't capable of doing and we just took it one game at a time and it worked out well for us. But how, how did you deal with it when when John Madden would bring Bland in the game and then come back and start you the next well, week and he did it throughout that seventy year. Well, and, 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 and George was a wily veteran. George could come in. George uh, was good at the short passing game. And uh, he wouldn't stay in the pocket and throw it long. But, uh, you know, those are strengths that I had. And uh, you tried to, to compensate for that. But there was never – George and I were very good friends, as was Kenny Stabler. And, uh, but, you know, we tried to – all we cared about was winning. And if George could come in for a series or two or – or get the points we needed, uh, that was okay. 
and I knew my job, and I believed in myself and my abilities and the players that I, that I played with. And so you never took that really personal. Uh, it was game to game. And, uh, you know, we, we did okay. You know, it, it just seems like it's changed so much nowadays that when you, we've talked about it, Colin Kaepernick is struggling here locally with the 49ers, and people are saying that you can't take him out because mentally you'll lose the guy or the media will get all over these guys. It, it just seems like back in the day, like you said, the dynamic has changed. Now it's about the individuals and his contracts, and if he's not starting, then his agent wants him traded. It just seems like it's changed so much to what you're talking about, where you're talking about team and what's best for the team. And it just seems like everything's changed as far as that position is concerned. That, and that's the way I see it, too. It has. I think we all have strengths and we have weaknesses, and I'm talking about all the quarterbacks in the NFL. And we've got a lot of veterans. We've got a lot of young talent that's coming up and stuff. But you still learn. Every day you learn. Every day you learn from your teammates. And you want that communication on the sideline. You know, and the very first thing that I did when I come off the field was go talk to my offensive lineman and say, is everything we looked on film, is it it the same or do they do anything different? And we'd talk about that and then go to receivers and ask them uh, because that's play selection. And and when I started with the Raiders, the quarterback called all of his plays. And uh, sometimes I I, I think that uh, we have offensive coordinators today that call the plays and and why? Because – a quarterback's job description, at least my uh, belief in it is, that my job is just reflecting my entire offensive coaching staff's thinking on down and distance in a game situation. And if it's third and two, third and long, but that's what we practice all week. So why does a coach have to send that in? We know what we want to do. We worked on it all week long. Now, if they give us a different defensive look or a little something different, then our play selection might change a little bit, but we'll do that on the sideline. And so, you know, I, I think that they've got to let the player back in the field, uh, on the field and let the quarterback uh, be explosive and, and uh, be a little more aggressive. Great stuff. Daryl, thank you so much for the insight. It's always great catching up with you. Thanks. Okay. Take care. Thank you, sir. There you go. There's the uh, Mad Bomber, Daryl LaMonica. If there's any identity to the Oakland Raiders, it's an offensive team. It's a team that needs to score and score a lot of points to make up for the shallow defense that we have this season. It's almost there. We're not far away. You know it. I know it, too. But for this season, we have to capitalize on what we can do. And we've seen that we could put up some points. Well, damn it. Stop putting the freaking brakes on. Not like we're going to go to the Super Bowl. So let's just test out this car and the way it drives and start throwing the freaking ball down the field. Let's take some chances. Let's see how it goes. Let's punch some people in the face. And let's just test out this team. I just think that's our identity for this season. We're an offensive team. We have to be. Our defense is too porous on the backside. This game was totally winnable. It was a real gut gut check for me and a lot of other fans too. But I got to say, man, the Raiders came. They played their second away game. They played to the very last snap. What else are you going to say? We had a chance to win, and we didn't. Off to the next game, which incidentally is almost the next story. <laughs> but not quite. 
start spreading the news. I know this isn't on very many people's radar, but it is pretty important because the fall NFL's owner meeting is going down, and there's a lot more than just the L.A. franchise situation going down in these meetings. The facade of fairness and, well, anything else for that matter, when it comes to the NFL, the cloak and dagger, the behind-closed doors, it continues, and as fans, we rarely hear anything unless it's the last person to hear it, for sure. But I do believe in this owner's meeting, it's going to be very hot for the young commissioner. (laughs) I think there's going to be some ass-chewing about the the whole deflate gate situation and the owners are going to get a piece of his ass. I would not be surprised, believe me, if Goodell doesn't survive this meeting. He might. I mean, could be full of I could be full of crap, but I know this is the time that the NFL is going to address it. They've been waiting to, and I think this instead of some colossal emergency meeting that would let all the cats out of the bag is where it's going to go down. There's been a lot of little incidents in the NFL and no discipline yet. (laughs) There's people making some mistakes and not getting caught and certainly not being called on the Goodell carpet. So they may be discussing the teams moving to Los Angeles. That's for sure. But I do believe that there's a lot more going on in the NFL that's going to be discussed And those things that I'm talking about to include the referees and the excessive penalties and how that's affecting the fan base and the game itself. Because that crap's got to stop. And I bet you they address it here. They better address it before it becomes more of a problem. The Bills last week had 17 penalties. One team. Really? Every team could get 17 penalties. They need to fire these referees and hire some true professionals, send them back to school, whatever they got to do. But the referee problem better be freaking addressed in these meetings. I'm telling you, as a fan, it's a pain in the ass. And that is all I'm going to say about that. That's what I think the owners' meetings are going on. That's what I think's happening there. Uh, it's not just about the L.A. franchises, which is very interesting, too. Um, a lot to do about nothing until shovels hit the ground. Peter King, our guest here, Haberman and Middlecoff on 95.7 The Game. We got a big matchup in Oakland Sunday, and I hate to kind of not ask a specific question about the game and ask more about the stadium but the you know the owners meetings is going on I think starting today they're going to talk about the stadium been reports the last couple days I mean it sure as hell looks like Cronky's coming and that San Diego may be you know the the league's trying to broker deals between them what are you hearing the latest and is Oakland on the outside looking in I think Oakland is on the outside looking into Los Angeles I know that Oakland says over and over and over and over again we won't consider St. Louis I get it. I hear it. I think when all is said and done, if St. Louis is sitting there without a team, and there's absolutely no guarantee to that yet, but if Oakland is sitting there without a team, they have uh, the wherewithal, and they're announcing today a $158 million deal with National Car Rental that if this stadium is built, whenever it is built, the National Car Rental will pay them over a 10-year period 
$158 million. And so this stadium is probably going to be about a billion-dollar stadium. So we're talking about they're 16% of the way there, you know, and they're going to do a lot of stuff with public money to get that stadium built. In my opinion, there aren't many communities in the country right now that are willing to do that if you say just one thing, we will come and play there. So I think when Mark Davis, who has not shown any degree of eagerness to uh, take on a partner, um, you know, basically a, a sugar daddy type of partner, if you don't do that, well, you're going to have to find some way to get a stadium built. And he might have that solution with a turnkey situation in St. Louis. And again, I'm not saying that's going to happen. I'm not predicting it. I'm just saying that you try to look down the road. And if Oakland is frozen out of Los Angeles and over the next year or so gets nothing done in Oakland, they're going to have to start looking at alternatives. I've always maintained that Texas, either San Antonio or Austin, is going to be exceedingly hard for the Raiders because I think both Jerry Jones and Bob McNair with the Cowboys and Texans are going to fight both of those. So we'll see what happens, but you're right. I would be surprised, um, and and it could happen, but I'd be surprised if in January we hear that the Raiders are headed back to Los Angeles. All right. It's the pregame for My Little Pony. <laughs> the Broncos are coming over. That's right. The hated, dreaded, and lately, well, for the past 10 seasons, been kicking our ass. Yes, there's been a couple in there we've gotten in. But for the most part, the Oakland Raiders have fallen to these mofos far too long. The 4-0 Broncos are coming to Oakland, but there's a different tone in the air. The fans can feel it and the team knows it. Alden Smith, I thought, had his best game for you, Coach. I think he's getting himself back into football shape. He's starting to understand what your defensive plans are. Your front seven is going to have to have maybe its best game of the year so far to beat the Denver Broncos. We all know that Peyton Manning is starting to fall out of the elite quarterbacking statistics uh, with QBR ratings, but this guy still makes big throws, and he sees the field better than anybody uh, having coached on the same team with Peyton Manning, what if any edge do you have preparing to face him? No, I, I don't. I don't really see any edge. I, I, you know, what I look at is a really talented football team that's playing with a lot of confidence right now. Uh, they're they're off to a to a four and zero start without a blemish. Uh, you know, they're coming in. It's our first opportunity to play in the division. We're, we get it at home here, and uh, we're excited about the opportunity. Now, I'm not saying it's going to be easy. I'm not saying that it's going to be. Something that's going to be pretty, but I'll say this, if the Raiders play a perfect game for this team, the Raiders can beat the Broncos in Oakland. Heading into the biggest game of the season, Week 5, the undefeated Denver Broncos are coming to town. What's your biggest concern for the Raiders heading into this game? I think it's that they can't run the ball, like I said. I think the defense is so... I think Peyton Manning all talk about He's, you know, he's lost it. He's still got it. I think that's not really the issue with that team. The defense is really, really good, like a top-notch you know, premier defense. But I think if they can't run the ball Sunday, I think their cards are a long uh, pace left in them. 
Hey, Vic, it's been a while since we've had a chance to see this rivalry mean so much with the way the Raiders have played this year. What type of an atmosphere are you expecting at the Coliseum this Sunday? I think it's going to be crazy. I think fans are definitely excited about this offense. I think, you know, Carr and Cooper and, uh, and Crabtree sure got some weapons. So, yeah, they can hurt teams this year. In the past years, they weren't that confident the offense could actually come in and get some damage done. So I think the fans are feeling that. They're definitely optimistic. And I think this is a big chance for the Raiders to take the next step. Now, the Bronco Hose brought in here by Kubiak, which defensively they've improved leaps and frickin' bounds. They are a defensive juggernaut not to be messed with because I believe they're first in the frickin' league. Greg Papa, John Lund. This is the Afternoon Delight on 95.7 Interesting that the Broncos are coming to town with an offense that, at least in their terms, is struggling to what they're normally used to. They're four and zero. Absolutely, they're throttling down. But is def- what they're doing? Yeah, because because they don't have to do what they normally do. They don't have to open up because when you have a really good defense, all the good defenses do this. You don't have to take as many chances. And this defense is it's amazing. the best they've had since Red Miller and the Orange Crush. It's that good. Pass rush, great corners. Uh, Linebackers are fast. They're beatable if you get through the first level. Antonio Smith, the former Raider, the Ninja right. Assassin, Sylvester Williams has taken over his nose. They let uh, Potros go. Their front is just ferocious. It's ferocious. How are they going to block him? Yeah, they'll they'll figure out a way. Yeah, I, I think you got to run right at Von Miller. I think you also have to have a quick passing game. You just got to you got to get it out of there. They're going to get to you, right? I mean, you, you're not doing yeah. And you know their offense is they Peyton Manning still it hasn't looked pretty. In years, he just he he's, he knows how to play. He looks decrepit though, Dylan. And now they've gone. Yeah, but it's just you, you know. You hit it on the head. You talked about this last week. He he's, looks like he's Unitas Johnny Unitas. Yeah, I, I'm exactly. telling you, and Johnny Unitas was the ultimate field general. And Peyton's still winning games. That Kansas City game on the road, they came back and won. Yeah, there was a fumble late with Jamal Charles and the two picks in the red zone by Alex. But they're I mean, I've watched their last two games. They are. I don't. This defense was good last year. They haven't changed a lot of their personnel. They're just year two, and they changed to Wade Phillips. They went to a 3-4. Yeah, Wade Phillips. But they're secondary. Those corners, Bradley Roby's now in his second year. He's better. They're just, they're a tremendous defense. I think there's three elite defenses in pro football. Denver, Seattle, and the New York Jets are just. And we talked about great pair of corners. Darrell Rivas. Arizona's pretty good, too. Yes, they are. But I think they're, I think they're, you can make them vulnerable to some areas like st louis has ran at them with power it's hard girly yeah was... they're they're arizona's fast they're as fast as seattle possibly seattle looks just like the fastest defense ever but they they don't miss tackles they know they're just they're just several years along in the system even though they change coordinators it's still pete carroll's deal the dc changes every year because right. they keep getting head coaching jobs but that defense is stay there denver's is is damn near as good and peyton is fine He's fine. He does, he, some throws he's fine. he cannot he's just, he's make. Not quite you can see good, there's some throws he can't make, but the ones he can make, he will make. Well, I would think, and I, I don't know if you agree with this, as good as their defense is, he's fallen off just a little bit. And I would think that for the first time in a number of years, given that the Raiders are a little bit better and the Broncos maybe not quite as good, although defensively better, we got a shot. that this would be, yeah, for the first time yeah, in a long time, you wouldn't walk into this game. Like, like, I've done the pregame from Raiderville before, and I've sat there in front of the people and literally lied straight out of my mouth because I knew they were going to get beat by 20 or 30 points. I just knew it. At least going out there this Sunday, I could say, look, if they do A, B, and C, they can at least stay in the game if not win it. I mean, I, I just rewatched the the Vikings-Broncos this morning, 
And look, the Broncos are good defensively, but as you said, Adrian Peterson ran right at him. Had a fourth and one. Had a long he touchdown. And they were right in that game with Teddy Bridgewater behind. You know, at it's the tied at 20 at Denver. Right. They're beatable. So. I, I, I was on Denver radio all day yesterday. In fact, we're getting Dave Logan tomorrow. I made two deals for you. I did Dave Logan's show. He's coming on tomorrow. Alfred Williams. We got to have him on Friday. Oh, that's, we, we're going to have to clear out. Yeah, he, he went off on Del Rio. Remember last Dude, year? We were, the the, Super Bowl? we were at the Super Bowl last year, and we're in Radio Row. And Alfred Williams is screaming. This is a 6'7", 300-pound man. We won't miss him. Screaming. Was that what he's saying? Yeah, tough as Like, everyone's staring and at something us. Something was going on. We couldn't go to break for like an hour because oh. he hated Del Well, there was a rumor that Jack got into a fight with John Elway. Mm-hmm. Last year. Physical confrontation. Anyway, the, and the premise was that the Raiders are ahead of schedule was the point I was making to him. I, I didn't think they'd be two. I didn't think they'd be two and two after four. Chicago game was tough. They could have won that game. They could be three and one. But I didn't think looking at it, Cincinnati, Baltimore, at Cleveland, at Chicago, I was hoping to get one. But you got two, and now you're in the game. But can you can you be in the game in the fourth quarter against this guy and then beat him on Sunday? The, the Raiders up. beat him when he was had the horseshoe on his helmet. But they they've not beaten him in, when he's gone orange, and they haven't been competitive. I remember not one Thursday night game, one game Jason Tarver confused him. He gave him a lot of different looks, and for a little while, they were punting, and then the dam broke, and he figured it out, and boom, 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 Colorado avalanche, and they bury you. Uh, this team, they're just not built that way. They, they've still got a lot of people. You got they got two good tight ends. They don't have Julius Thomas still hurt in Jacksonville. Running backs are fine. Offensive line is a whole different group. I don't know who they are. They're all different, but he gets it out fast. They're going to score 21, 24. I mean, you're not going to shut them out. You know, it's not like they're scoring 40. Hell, was it two years ago? He threw 55 touchdowns. Yeah. 55. Yeah. That's the same. I mean, but that's it, amazing. They've lost some personnel. But he's giving it back to you. I mean, that's well, the difference he's, this year. He's fine. He's, no, I'm not he's saying he's not good. Field he's general. Good, but I'm saying he's he's obviously on the back end, and he's giving this it back This may be the last bit. chance you have yeah. to beat him in Oakland. This is the, maybe the last shot we get to beat this guy in the AFC West. To me, this is going to show how good your coaches are because you've got to devise a game plan to get the ball out of Carr's hands fast. You've got to be able to run the ball, and you've got to get the ball out of his hands fast. We're five-point dogs at home, but the even the Broncos know that this Raider team is not a team that can come and walk all over, and I hope that they're right. Those cocky-ass Broncos are coming to Oakland with 13 straight road victories. 13! That's pretty impressive, you gotta say. Plus, the fact that they're beating everybody's ass is also impressive as well. With guys like Vance Walker and Demarcus Ware, you know, T.J. <laughs> Ward. The list goes on. It's long and distinguished. And let me tell you, their edge rushers are brutal. They have a great running attack, and they are very, very good on the edge with their run game. That old zone-blocking scheme is a machine in Town. Well, here's how I think the Oakland Raiders can win this football game. It's a little bit on the O and it's a little bit on the D. And special teams has played great against Chicago. All three of these facets have to just get mean. Have to just get mad and fucking mean. They have to be mad and pissed off and ready to kick someone's face in, and that's what they have to do for 90 minutes. 
Uh, in the past, it's been Peyton Manning spinning it to Demarius Thomas and all those guys and blowing you out, you know, 50-7 to seven or something. But this year, it's Denver's defense, and it's trying to get those guys on the outside blocked. How's Wade Phillips doing it, and what kind of a, what kind of a chance do the Raiders have against this defense of uh, Denver coming in this weekend? That defensive front with uh, Phillips now, they are the most dominant defense in the NFL. Papa, you know when we were pretty good in San Diego, who was the defensive coordinator? Wade Phillips. Wade Phillips. He is yep. one of the best 3-4 gurus. Right. But here's the thing with this. They're going to have to get the ball out of the hand quick, and the offensive line is going to be challenged so much because Wade is going to have so many exotic blitzes. But you know one thing. Peyton Manning will give you the ball right now. So you got to play You got to play field position, and you can't make mistakes. Turnovers. You cannot turn the ball. You know, you got two, and we know they got two really good guys on the edge, two of the best. How can you cut the field in half? How can you get uh, Carr out of the pocket and, you know, cut the field in half, see if you can run some boots and things like that? Because there's got to be a lot of misdirection in this and a lot of quick passes because these guys get to the quarterback really fast. Greg Pops, how many times yeah. have Manning thrown interceptions this year? Every single game, right? Hasn't he turned yeah, the ball saw, every single I, game? I, I, so that's the key, the key to this is what we can though. do defensively. He's yeah. still going to score. You're not going to shut him out. You got to double Demarius and how make Sanders, Sanders. Yeah, make Sanders yeah. beat you. Yeah, Virgil Bubba Green. Caldwell. They got two tight ends. Virgil. The running back. He's from Tulare. He's a local kid. Who's that? Central Valley. Virgil Green, baby, from my hometown. I like Tulare. Virgil Green. You're Tough right. Little tight end. Yeah, good player. They hopefully they can cover the tight end this week. They've been dropping him a lot in coverage. If That's... Curtis Lofton's on the field, they can't. My gosh, what do you do? They, they're just dropping coverage. They know how to cover the tight end. They, they're they going to have the hands full. But you know what? This, they're playing at home. This is a game. They they have to make it a dogfight. Got to take care of the ball. You have The biggest thing with Denver is take care of the ball because they're going to come after you with that defense. Can we get a running game going? There's, can there's you run a wild it, Vaughn Miller, Bill? Yeah, you can run at him. Yeah, that's what you have to do. Yeah, that's that's, yeah, that's kind of what you got to do. You got to run right at him, not let him pursue to the kind of like LT. You don't want to run the backside because he's going to chase you down. Right, yeah. right. Just right at him, right wear at him down, wear him down. Put that tight end on him and the tackle and trade. Lean on him, him lean on him, exactly. Lean on him. All right. We'll see. This is me. the best Bronco defense, Bill, and your defenses were good when you nah, won. Not as not like this. This so. is the best since the Orange Crush, isn't it? Yeah, but they've been since in some Red games. Miller I mean, in the 70s. look, they barely beat the Ravens. The, the Minnesota was in that game last week, I and agree. as good as their defense I, is, they have because they're not twenty. Yeah. because they're not scoring points. That's right. my thing. And playing at home, the Raiders are going to give them hell, guys. Denver barely beat Baltimore and Denver in week. And Minnesota in Denver last so, week. Kansas City barely beat them yes. at Arrowhead. So I think when you, you talking about playing. At home now, playing here in Oakland, I the feel black hole. These low. boys are going keep going low. Yeah. You're calling a Raider victory low. Yeah. No, you got to You got to have a team with a good offensive line that can be physical up front. We're just not uh, that physical up front. Now you, we you got look, the size though. Our, our line just should be able to us. lean on them. Yeah. I, I'm telling you right now. How, how, like how many right games do you think they can win? They're not going to go undefeated. They got to have a letdown. Why yeah, not it be this year? Why not this week? That's what I'm saying. This is such a rival. This game is. People are gonna. It's gonna be a. You gotta get Peyton Manning one time in orange before he goes away. Picking the Raiders. Time to get Bill. I'm going Raiders. I'm going to get you, Bill. I'm taking. Is that what he's doing? I mean, which I mean, I'm taking the Raiders. I like the Raiders to be upset of the week. Upset. I think it's gonna be. I think it's gonna be a good good game. I think the the Raiders. No, the Raiders. No, 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 no. The Raiders are. If there's a game that the Raiders are gonna be up for, it's gonna be this one. All right. 
The Oakland Raiders need to put it to the Broncos from the first snap of the ball. What other side's going? If they defer, whatever. But the Raiders' offensive line need to get their fingers up in the eyeball sockets of these Denver linemen. And vice versa for the defense. I don't give a crap about how many flags are thrown or what the penalties are as long as the Raiders play so mean and so nasty and so hard that by the half, the Broncos know they've been in a fight and they know they're going to have to come out and fight even more. That's what I want to see from our Raiders. I do not want to see a conservative game of three and outs with the defense hung out on the line to dry and blow away. That's what I don't want to see. I don't want to see a cautious Raider team go out there and try to dance around the Broncos. Because if we do, we're going to get beat up bad. If we don't go out there and handle our business like the bad boys on the block, like we know we can do, like we've done already this season, this team needs to reach down deep and kick some ass in Oakland this coming Sunday. The thing is, we know this team has it in them. We've seen it. We've seen greatness in this team, and they've seen it themselves which is far more important. I do believe this team has the heart to beat the Broncos at the Coliseum. I'd love to see it. I plan on seeing it. And I hope we all see it Sunday when the Hoes come to the Mecca for a beatdown, I hope. And that is all I have to say about that. All right, 1-800-620-7181. 800-620-7181. What is up, Raider Nation? And our first caller is Raider Ruben from North Carolina. Stay dry, bro. It's pretty bad out there. I hope you're safe. What's up? Hey, Raider Greg, Raider Randy, Raider Nation. It's Ruben from North Carolina calling in. Oh, this is a devastating loss. This is a, what do they call it, a catch game? You know, this is a game that we should have won. Um, really disappointed in the offensive play. This offense just looked terrible. Um, those turnovers, uh, you know, miss, uh, not miscommunication, but no concentration on the part of Latavius Murray. I mean, keep, keep taking your ball, your eye off the ball on that pass from Carr and then on the toss handoff from Carr again, you just just can't let that happen. This guy, I mean, I just hate players. This is some this is a pet peeve of mine. I really hate players walking onto the field with all the jewelry on, the rope, the gold ropes around their neck, big studded diamond studded earrings, and they hanging off of their ears. And no more worry about the way they look on the field than they are about their play on the field. I'm not saying, and I don't know if that was gone into his head and, you know, last couple of games, he's had good games and, um, you know, with all the media hype and everybody talking about Latavius Murray and, 
you know, the NFL audience is starting to catch notice onto him. But, man, just can't have games like that from him. You know, um, we need to we need Tay Train to stay on the rails. We can't have him going off the rails. Um, I have to give it up to the defense. One big play, a couple of big plays to, to the tight end. Um, Martellus Bennett is a beast. And, um, you know, the Raiders were able to, to keep him in check or it's just Jay Cole is too dumb enough to even find him. I don't know what it is, but I like I like the effort on the defense this game. You know, not, not too many big plays. Um, but that offense, you know, that offensive calling on the last drive was just terrible. I don't understand why Del Rio didn't go for three, for seven instead of three. You know, he had all that time on the clock, three timeouts. You know, just go for it. You know, try to get close as, close as possible to the end zone. You know, too conservative on that last um, drive. Not too happy about it. Uh, we're sitting here two and two. Um, it could be worse. It could be on four. Could be one and three, but um, man, it would have been really nice to have that momentum going to Denver next week, or not going to Denver, but the game against Denver. So um, we'll see what happens. Well, I hope everybody from Chicago had a blast seeing all the pictures on Instagram and and MySpace, or not MySpace. I'm sorry, <laughs> Facebook. Um, you know, it looks like everybody had a good time. You know, whenever Raider Nation gets together, it's always a good time. It's never a dull moment. So. Um, well, until next week, Raider Nation. Yeah, I think Murray, uh, I don't know about his ball skills were questionable already. So this is kind of like <laughs> not a good thing. I hope it's not a habit. But Roy Lou looked good. Lou looked way better, as a matter of fact, and was uh, making some, some sig- significant uh, strides on the line. I liked him better running the ball, and he can catch way better. So let's just stay tuned for that drama and the coaching at the end. Why didn't we do that hurry-up offense uh, on that last series? That is when you need it. You really have to push the defense at the end of the game. You get them tired. You keep them out on the game, on the field, with no... (laughs) Oh, gosh. Why? Oh, well, we did try hard. Defense did play pretty well, but the offense, man, that's what our identity has to be. We have to open it up, bro. That's all I can have to say. Good good call, my friend. And next is Johnny D, the Blue Gas Raider. What is up, bro? Raider Greg, Raider Andy, Raider Nation. This is Johnny D, the Blue Gas Raider, calling in. I'm just going to make this brief. Latavius Murray cost us this game with his, I don't know what the fuck that was, with his garbage play of dropping two balls and just flat out dropping a third one, I think. Two or three, like two or three fumbles and giveaways there. I mean, what the fuck is that shit? What do they got to do? Send him down to the fucking minor leagues just to teach him how to hold on to a damn ball? Is that what they have to do right now? He cost us, period. Carr did everything he could do to throw it to him. They had to set his ass down and bring in Halo. I mean, come on, man. This is garbage. They need to get those shit together. This should have been had. We're going right back to blowing games that we should have won. I'm tired of this shit. Let's get it done. Well, we can't give up on Murray. He had a bad game. He can't be doing this. And that's probably his first and last uh, warning. Uh, he got to step it up and start making some yards. So uh, let's just give the... 
And next out of Orange County, Raider Woody is in the house. What's you got, man? Raider Randy, Raider Greg, this is Raider Woody right here out of Orange County. You know, I'm just calling because I'm so fucking pissed off, man. Latavius Murray with those two fucking, and he cost us a fucking game. I don't even know what to think right now, man. I just need to call him. That I was on my steam because, oh, that motherfucker, man. Oh, I'm sorry, but son of a bitch, you know. Oh, God, I don't even know what to think. And then TJ Carey, our fucking coverage sucked because they had him on the punt return. He got that chest injury, man. They need to have someone else to be doing that shit, man. That, we need him. That's our best fucking coverage guy, you know. I'm out, man. Like, I don't even know what to say. Thanks, man. Bye. Yeah, Murray. Murray was the GOAT this game. But we got to shake it off, man, because he's going to carry the rock some more. So let's just hope that that was a fluke and we can move on. And TJ Carey, no, should not be returning punts. Some guys, some rookies, somebody uh, that we don't have to have on the field 90% of the game better be returning those punts, uh, if you know what I mean. Next is Raider fan NC. Right out of North Carolina. What is going on, man? Let's hear it. Hey, uh, Raider Greg. This is uh, Raider fan NC out of North Carolina. And uh, this game is full of bullshit. I mean, I thought we was over this just give games away that we should win. That was a very, very winnable game. I guess I should be happy that we fucking two and two, but I'm not, because we can do fucking better. This tight end bullshit. I'm so fucking tired of the tight end just being wide the hell open. If I, oh my god, I'm I'm so fucking tired of that shit. And Carr was off today. Fucking Latavius Murray, like fucking invasion of the fucking body snatchers. I don't even know where the hell he was at. I don't know where the hell his hands was at. If I was a coaching staff, I had that motherfucker catching tennis balls. He'll learn how to catch with his damn hands then. Any fucking positives. <laughs> Any positives that I can draw from this game. Hell no. When you give a damn game away that you should win, that's the fucking Cardinals saying. And I thought we were turning the corner. I said, look, I got, I'm got i sitting in my meetup group in North Carolina full of Raider fans. Um, we're at the bar. I'm like, if we just get this win, if we win ugly, I'll take it. Because that's going to show me that we're starting to turn the corner. And we'll, we got some shit to work on, yes. But we got to win games like this. And we definitely supposed to win the games that we expected to win. But obviously, we're not fucking ready. And saying that ready, Greg, disappointed as hell, I'm out. Yeah, they don't hand you the almost win column in the NFL. No, you have to you have to get the W, man. And on these games, when we're that close, you know, we got to get the W, especially when we're playing like we're playing now. And with the with the kind of team we've got, <laughs> don't ask me, man. We should have won that game. 
Uh, that would have been a three-win season so far. Not bad, but we're 2-2. Two and two. I'll take it. And next, from the Northwest Raider Booster Club, Raider T-Bone is up in the house. What's up, brother? What up, Raider Greg? What up, Raider Randy? This is Raider T-Bone representing Pacific Northwest Booster Club. Oh, man. I, uh, where do I start? The tight end situation. It's like we knew this three games coming in. They've been lighting this up. And what if you got one of the best in the league in Bennett? And it's just like they just let him run free, especially on the touchdown. It's like, really? They should have had somebody shadowing him the whole game. I don't get it. I would have had Smith on him, Malcolm Smith, right? Just shadow him the whole game. I mean, ridiculous. I, I, I don't get it, man. And then third down conversions. Oh, my God. The defense, man, if Norton doesn't get his S together, I don't know what's going down. He had so many times these guys, these clowns should have been off the field. This is our game. We should have had this game. Totally had this game. Just so many plays that that one when Forte was in the flat, it's like, oh my God, and he came like, what, 30 yards on the third and seven? It's just ridiculous. I don't know. Norton needs to get his ass together and get these guys moving. I know we've got some young players and there were some injuries, but I don't care. We should have won this game. And then on our, on our last drive, when Danikowski got the go-ahead field goal, they looked very conservative to me. It was just like, what are you doing? Go for the jugular. The hell is going on? Oh, man. Frustration, Raider Greg, Raider Randy. But, you know, hey, it was a good game. We're 2-2. Two and two. It is what it is. And then on the last drive, all you have to do is keep them out of field goal range. That's it. I mean, quit playing this prevent shit and put some heat on Cutler. I'm sick and tired of this guy sitting back there. He's a bum. Everybody knows it. He's a freaking bum. And we made him, ah, he comes back. And, of course, I knew right when he got that last completion, I was like, it's over. He's, gold's going to make this field goal. And, of course, he does. But, you know, we're two and two. It was on the road. I guess we do a split one and one on the road. I guess that's a success. We'll see. Now we got the donkeys at home. Hopefully we can pull this one together. Uh, Raider Greg, Raider Randy, Raider Nation, I'm out. Raider T-Bone. It was a tough day for our defense, but if our offense would have played, if we were to start stacking some points, it would have been worse. Cutler would have been forced to throw the ball. And Bennett is like a running refrigerator, bro. Nobody can cover him. Even the better teams, nobody covers him. So... You know, I'm I'm pretty happy with our defense. They kept the stupid Bears out of the, the end zone pretty well. Um, but the offense was just pathetic, man. It was anemic, and it was slow, had no pop. You know, we didn't have it at the end when we needed it the most. So, yeah, Murray, the whole thing was bad. But, hey, man, they played till the end. I'll take it. And next, the Disciple Raider in Orange County. What's up, man? Uh, the Disciple Raider, man, out here in uh, South Orange County. 
Um, I don't know, man. Either they were overconfident, man, or they totally underestimated the Bears today. I had no idea, man. I thought that that was going to be a – I know it was going to be a lot, but, man, they just were kind of flat from the beginning. I mean, they beat us in every facet of the game, man. I mean, they had time to possession and yards and Murray and his fucking up, man. You know, he's not the type of running back, man, that if he doesn't have a hole in my wide, that dude can't bounce it outside. He just didn't have the skill to do that. Um, also, man, uh, the part that fucking got me, I've been saying it and over and over, third and forever. Third and forever. When are you coaches going to get that shit fixed, man? Also, goddammit, when the hell are you going to start stopping the tight end? Another damn thing. When, the, when Charles Wilson picked that damn ball off and you had two minutes and 30-some seconds left, you played for a goddamn field goal instead of going down and trying to find Cooper in the end zone at least once or twice, man. I mean, you guys played for a field goal, gave him back the ball at 205, and, and wouldn't do a shoot with cut off it, came back to beat you on a field goal. Yeah, you know what? I'm really pissed off about that loss because now you got the Broncos and the fucking Chargers, and if they go in there playing like they're playing today, they're going to get their ass beat. I'm out. That's absolutely right. They cannot even play the way they played against the Bears. Murray is not the guy. He's not fast enough to get to the hole. You know, he he doesn't even make a short yardage back. But you know what? He's our guy. I like Halu. I think they should use that kid a little bit more, see what he has. I don't know. I know if they don't play well, Denver will handle us. We have to play a perfect game, bro. Thanks for the call. Our next caller is my good brother, Nebraska Rita. He's got it short and sweet. I like it. Yo, Raider Greg, Raider Randy, this is Nebraska Raider, man. And uh, I'm, t- I'm going to keep it short and sweet because I know there's going to be a lot of people calling in. And uh, after that game, man, I'm, I'm just going to say the only thing that I can say is Musgrave's play calling was very conservative and it just sucked ass. And, uh, well, ain't that about a bitch. And that's all I got to say about that. Go Raiders next week. Talk to you later. Thanks. Yeah, it's tough to to lose games that you should win. We should have won that game. There's no doubt that we had a, a better team uh, than we showed. And next is Raider Raiden from Northwest Seattle up in Seacock Country. What's happening, brother? Yeah, hello, this is Raider Raiden from Northwest uh, Seattle up here. We're on the Northwest, um, first-time caller. Just got done watching the game. What a tough loss. I got to give it up to the Raiders. The Raiders play their, their ass off, but we came a little short. Hopefully, you know, next week we can pull this one off. But... um I'm going to be going up there to Oakland, California for the first time. Get to see the Raiders play up there. So um, I hope uh, the outcome will be different. It'll be nice if we win. But um, I'm just looking forward to it. I'm looking forward to meeting you too. Raider Greg, if I see you. And uh, all we have to do now is, I mean, this is a tough loss. We have to keep our heads up. Raider Nation, we can't be down over this loss. We got to get this momentum going just the way we had um, earlier in the season with those two wins straight. But uh, things can turn around, so hopefully hopefully we can turn it around with the donkey. Donkeys, Bocaholics. 
you know what I mean. Um, so I'll be looking forward to seeing you guys up there. So hope we get that big win. Love you, Raider Nation. Bye. Well, you know we'll be at the Bad Boys of Barbecue, brother. That's where we're going to be in the South Lot and the B Lot at the end of the RVs. Get there if you can. It'll be a crazy party. No matter what, the Raider Nation shows up, and especially for a division game against the Broncos. Are you kidding? It's going to be epic. You're going to have such a freaking great time, bro. Everybody will. Uh, Welcome to the Black Hole. (laughs) I love it. And next, my good friend, my definitely good friend, and my brother, Money Man has spoken, Raider. People gonna want the first thing they want to do is scream, "Oh, the defense didn't hold up," and no shit like that. And you may have a fair point, but I'm gonna go at a different angle, Ray Green. I'm gonna blame the offense. Yes, I am. Before I crawl up under my rock and die, that's what I'm gonna do. So you see. You could not tell me that we would score 20 points against the Bears. 20 points. Two shitty-ass field goals in the second half. That's it. And no, I'm not going to bash car before people want to, oh, you just ready to bash car again. You just want prior back. No, I'm not. He didn't play great. He didn't play good, but he didn't play bad. He just didn't make enough plays for us to win. But this has got to go on the offense. And I'm going to start with the conservative play calling. Yeah. Because I believe that the team was not focused for one thing offensively. They just thought they could have a cakewalk going against the Bears because everybody else been raping them. So they figured they could do the same. And they held back trying to keep you know, that plays off tape. So the Broncos couldn't see it because they were looking forward to playing the Broncos as opposed to looking forward to playing the Bears. And I blame it on Musgrave and Jack Del Rio because you don't take any team for granted, not even the Bears. You go kick their ass. You're probably not going to win against the Broncos anyway. So you surely hell better try to get that win up in the Windy City. But as you well know, we are all heartbroken 
for seeing this bullshit, the same old fucking Raiders. I had to go there. The same old fucking Raiders, bro. That cannot be acceptable. Just when we up on the high, on the cloud, we got them in the fucking gutter again with that bullshit. And yeah, I got to go to work and face them bitches again. But I'm going to get off here, man. The defense is bad. As they had looked, they actually got the ball three fucking times for us. They got it three times. And they made some cheap plays. They did that. So I'm not going to even blame them because they've been playing bad all goddamn year. But our offense has been playing great up until now. So, like I said, that's on them. And saying that, Raider Nation, Raider Greg. Yeah, the players played hard, man. I know Murray had a bad game. Uh, defense had some great turnovers. We just couldn't turn those into points, uh, not into seven points, uh, which we need to do. We need to make some touchdowns. This team is built for the offense to go first, followed by the defense. So I got to blame Musgrave. It was pretty conservative uh, at the beginning of the game, and then it took a while for them to get rolling. And then they slowed it down again at the end. Uh, that's not how you win football games. Not not in my book, anyway. Thanks for the call, man. Next, my good friend from Scranton, PA, Raider Chris. What's up, man? Raider Greg, Raider Randy, Raider Nation. This is Raider Chris calling from Scranton, Pennsylvania. And uh, i got to tell you, this is an embarrassing loss, man. This loss is devastating. It's it, it's so embarrassing I'm laughing at it. I mean, we have to have the worst defensive backs in the NFL. And Hayden is a choke. He is a pathetic player. I, and the only reason we have him is because there's not a lot of options out there to be playing so much. Uh, no pressure going after the quarterback. I don't know what the hell happened there. And then the mistakes by Murray, the mistakes by Rivera, the mistakes by Cooper, not being able to to defend a, a tight end. And the list goes on and on. I mean, I really can't say nothing that bad about Carr. I mean, he's he's doing the best he can out there, and he's, he's balling. I can't say nothing. Yeah, he had the interception, but whatever. We can be a winless Ravens team, but we lose to a winless Bears team who have the worst defense coming into the game. And to me personally, I think the Ravens are a better team than Chicago is. But uh, this this was a game that we shouldn't have lost. We should be tied in going against Denver next week to to go for first place. And instead, we're sitting here at two and two with the Bears' first win against us. The moment you get excited about this team and think, okay, we've turned the corner, this and that. We lose to a women's Bears team who isn't good. They're not good. I I don't know. I guess we just go into Denver and just see what happens. I know one thing. If our defensive backs don't learn how to play football, Manning's going to have a career day against us. It's as simple as that. It's going to be another Brett Favre on Monday Night Football against us when his father passed. That's what's going to happen. So hopefully we can do something and maybe grab that upset. So, Raider Nation, I'm not like that fat girl in dodgeball. You must win the games 
that you can win. And this was a winnable game. <laughs> it just was. We just didn't play to win it. Thanks for the call, bro. Our next caller, my very good brother, the Raider Realist. Giving it to us, man. What's up? Raider Greg, Raider Nation. What up? This is Raider Realist calling in from the East Coast. You know, I, I thought after two good weeks that I'd call in and have some real stuff to say that would be positive. But let's, uh, you know, let's just take it real. Let's be real with it. I think the team we saw this week uh, really was what this team is. You know, they are a team with a lot of upside that's going to play in a lot of close games, but lacks certain personnel to pull them out. Linebacking core is great against the run. I mean, Matt Forte has been running all over people, but they just can't cover. And it's clear that Ken Norton doesn't know how to fix it with the personnel that he has, or maybe he's just not a capable coach. But I'm, I'm going to give him the benefit of the doubt and say that they just don't have the guys to cover tight ends coming out like they have. The defensive backs just aren't up to standards with this Seattle-style defense that they want to play, this physical style of defense. And even when the line gets a rush, you saw it on that final drive. Guys just aren't getting covered. I, I don't know the name of the receiver, but he had like four catches for 36 yards on that final drive and really hurt him. The offense, you know, there's not much poor to say there. I was a little disappointed by Bill Musgrave, if we're being real, you know, getting down the stretch there, running the ball four straight times. Uh, but there was that, that final run by Roy Hallou, uh, if you go back and watch it, the hole is there. Uh, one guy on the left side of the line gets beat, and Halu gets tripped up. So we, we might have been one play away from calling Musgrave a, a conservative genius, you know. So overall, I'm not going to be overly negative because my prediction at the start of this season was six wins. We're 2-2 two and two, going into a home game against the Broncos that we may or may not win. Who knows? But we've seen a lot of upside from this team and that's what we want it to be. So being a realist, being the Raider realist, let's walk away from this and still be positive. I think we're going to see a lot more close games this season and we're still on the way to something better. Raider nation. Don't hang your heads too long after this one. I don't think we could hang our heads. We're growing. The team looks promising. Uh, we have some things to work with here. We are a few few pieces away. I totally agree. We have a team. We just have to fill these certain needs. You can see them. And we could get a couple of guys. And we're still having to grow. We have a new staff, new playbook. So there's a lot of things that are going to change, gel. There's going to be some movement. But, by the way, the guy who missed that block was Clive Walford, our rookie tight end. Let the guy go right past him. That was his assignment. That's where the finger goes, man. Because <laughs> he blew the block. And we could have won the game. Uh, don't keep your head. There's no head down situation. It was a bad game for us. We should have won it, though. You got to take those ones that you can win, brother. Next, from Northridge, California, Raider Ronnie is in the house. Raider Greg, Raider Randy, this is Raider Ronnie from Northridge, California. Had a pleasure to meet you guys uh, several times at the Bad Boys of Barbecue, Kingsford Kurt. 
hanging out, season ticket holder here. Just watch that uh, Chicago Bears game, man. What the fuck was that about? What's with the three and two mundane bullshit fucking run play, man? On three and two, you get the first down, you win the game, dude. You know, if you get stopped on three and two, you get stopped. And then we get to kick our field goal, but pass the ball. I mean, we're away. We're in Chicago. The wind's blowing. Colors playing. I mean, come on, man. That was a bunch of bullshit. That was a weak-ass call, dude. We would have won that game. Fucking Musgrave called that pussy-ass shit. Forget that, man. Three and two. Four and five? Where are those cornerbacks at? We're hurt. We're depleted. No safeties. No DBs. I mean, we're a DB, a safety away from really making a push for the playoffs, man. I'm really excited. I'm upset about that game, but I think, you know, bad play calling, bad coaching on that one, man. We'll get that shit back. But you know what? I think they're going to be excited for Denver next week. Uh, Maybe I'll be there. I hope to see you guys. You know, maybe I'll make that trek up for L.A. again, Uh, take that season ticket, and see where I could do with it, man, make some Raider noise. But uh, great to talk to you guys. Hope I get on the show. Thank you. Enjoy. Out. There you go. Another L.A. fan. Season ticket holder. There's quite a few, bro. A lot of them. Proud member of the Raider Nation. Yeah? Come up for the game, man. Denver? Are you serious? Yeah, this is a tough loss here to the Bears. But, you know, like you say, like we are all saying, we're showing improvement. We need some help in key positions. That's secondary. I mean, if we start solidifying that, then our pass rush will be much better. That's what we need, man. Let's hope that uh, we can move things around and make it a better defense. Who knows? And next, driving from Chicago back home, we have Raider Red up in the house. What's up, brother? Raider Randy, Raider Greg, Raider Nation, this is Raider Red, driving back to Southern Illinois from Chicago. Holy shit, man. This is not uh, not the happy drive, the happy call that I was pretty damn sure I was going to make. I'll share a little story with you. I'll make it quick. Got to Chicago early Saturday afternoon, checked in, and the town was electric. I'm telling you, it was great. Everywhere I turned, there were silver and black represented. It was, I mean, you talk about a fucking blast, man. Met a lot of great people, a lot of hardcore Raiders fans, just happy as hell. We were 2-1 and one and really expected. It should have been 3-1. and one. It didn't happen. Well, what happened? We get to the game. We sit down, get our beers, get our hot dogs, pretzels, or what have you sit down and watch Chicago run the ball, catch the ball. They ran in the field. Okay, time of possession was horrible. And when I saw that, the first run down the field, Chicago and Jay Cutler just running it, and I thought, we're in trouble. We're in trouble. Thank God the Raiders kept with them. Thank God our offense did a great job. Man, they honestly did a great job. Now, Latavius Murray had two major fuck-ups, and that – made a difference. It made a huge difference. But but if the defense would do what they're supposed to be doing and what we've been bitching about the last, well, every game we've won is that the defense is getting worse 
it's getting worse, and it showed yesterday big time. Tell me that they ran the ball all the way down in the beginning, okay? And I'll be damned if that's not the same thing they did at the end of the game. They had two minutes to stop them. Two fucking minutes. That's all they had to do. They had him on third down, what, twice, two different times, and all they had to do was pass it over the middle for a first down. And they could have done that the whole game. We're just damn lucky it wasn't 34 to, you know, 22 or whatever, where the hell we had. Because Chicago was running the ball. I mean, I'm telling you, this is the God honest truth. Cutler could drop back. I could go to the bathroom, take a dump, take my time, come back, and he has to still be sitting back there. It's, it's, it's horrible. He had plenty of time. We weren't penetrating uh, consistently. I Defense has got to do something. they got to do something. they got to show up. I say the, the Murray fumbles is, is bad. I, 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 I couldn't understand that. I, I don't know what happened. Bouncing, I mean, he, they were hitting him right in the chest. It was bouncing off. He had some problems yesterday, but let's just call it like it is. The defense didn't do the job they needed to do. And that's all there is about that. That's me. I'm driving back from Chicago. I got about another four and a half hours left here, so uh, I'm probably going to sit in silence for a while, and then I'll probably listen to some to some radio. I don't know. What a fucking deal, man. I really wanted to be three and one, but it didn't happen. Well, it's like this: we got Broncos Sunday. Uh, I got a gut feeling they're going to come back charged up at home. Man, I know you're going to be out there. Let's just come on, Raiders. Let's just we got to get back in this fucking thing. It's not. It's not the end of the world, but it's not the it's it's a shock to everyone I know. All right. Love you all, Raider Nation. I'm gone. This is Raider Red. I'm out. That's Raider Red representing the silver and black in the Windy City, along with a thousands and thousands and thousands of other Raider fans. You know we do it right. You can listen to the man and he speaks the truth. Thanks for the call, brother. Next from Jersey. Raider Nation Nettie is in the house. What you got, man? Yo, what's up, Raider Nation? This is Raider Nation Nettie out, out on the East Coast in Jersey. Um, listen, man, I just got I just got one phrase, and that's coaches coach, players play. And today, uh, I, I believe in Del Rio. But today, I got to put this on the players. One name the player I want to put it on is uh is Murray. I like Murray, I like his skill set, I like everything, but come on bro, you, you, you gotta fucking you gotta concentrate, man. Like you're supposed to be that bell cow back, that every down back that we that we have in there, that workhorse, that that person that, that, that just takes things and just grinds the fuck out of the defense. You're supposed to take that ball and you're supposed to guard that shit, man. And he didn't do that today. Like I said, coaches, coach, players play, and the the player it's on the player on this one. Um, it's a lot of things I think we could have did could have did better. And what the fuck is up with us not being able to defend a fucking tight end? Like I can't get that shit. And I don't think Amari Cooper got targeted uh, as much as I think he should have. Um, it's it's just it's just little things, man. That 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 that's concerning me and. I want to see a better effort out when when we when we play Denver. When Denver comes to Odako, I want to see better effort from everybody across the board. We need to we need to bring our A game, but this one hurts because we could have been second place in uh, AFC West standings. 
three and one, shutting the fucking league up because all these motherfuckers want to talk, always talking about the fucking Raiders, whatever, whatever. But anyway, um, that's it, man. I just wanted to uh, just chime in real quick. It's my first time calling in, but anyway, um, you know, Raider Nation, keep your head up and let's go Raiders. Raider Nation Nitty from Jersey signing out. One. Yeah, like I've been saying, you got to get the ones you can get. Um, we are a young team with a new coaching staff. I mean, this is really not bad for a team that has got so many new players, new coaches, new playbook. Hey, I'm not saying that it was a great play by any stretch or uh, it was a coaching you know, catastrophe, but you know, just a little tweak here and there. We could have been three and one. That's pretty frustrating, but we're playing a lot better, bro. And that's what's important to me. And next from Albany, New York, my good brother, Matty Raider. What do you got to say, man? Hey, what's up, Nation? This is Matty Raider, Albany, New York. Oh, I'm calling in about the uh, Bears game yesterday. It took me a day to calm down, I guess. I've thought about it before I called rather than calling after the game. Um, I guess just a few things uh, that stuck out to me. I guess the conservative playing like not to lose, you know, conservative uh, game plan that they had yesterday against the Bears. They should have won that game. Um, the third and two call um, running up the gut. Uh, I don't know why you don't just let it go. Why don't you just let Derek throw the ball? I hate this dink and dunk stuff. The kid's got a can and let him throw it. That's how you had two wins in a row by letting him loose. You know, Musgrave can call a better game. We've seen him call a better game. He needs to do that. Um, we need help at the secondary. I think next week for the Denver game, if we don't come up with an offensive game plan, Peyton is going to pick us apart. Um, that was Reggie's job. I know he got some kudos um, a couple podcasts ago, but we are thin at secondary, um, something we really need to work on. Another thing that, that kind of bothers me um, with this coaching staff, and, and I've you know, uh, come around and I'm starting to believe, um, though I'm a bit skeptical just based on, um, you know, what we've had to deal with. We kind of got that sinking um, ass feeling, I guess, yesterday when Cutler drove all the way down the field uh, for the field goal. That was the old uh, pull your heart out of your ass uh, Raider fan feeling that we're all familiar with. The experiment of Khalil Mack at defensive end, I don't know about this. I don't. I think the kid's a linebacker. Uh, I'd be curious to see how he would flourish again at linebacker. It would free him up, I think, to get that pressure. Um, but I guess it's Del Rio and Norton's game plan that they're not big blitzing guys. They want pressure from the front seven, and uh, that's how they're going to get their sack. So I don't know. But the whole uh, conservative game plan yesterday, I didn't like. We should have gone right after Chicago, put them away, and been done with it. But anyways, it's on to Denver. Let's come up with a game plan because I think we could hang offensively if you just let Derek do his thing. And uh, enough with the uh, run up the gut. We've seen that way too long, a decade, in fact. So let's see. 
Yes, that did have a very familiar uh, hand going up your ass to put your heart through it. <laughs> Feeling when Cutler was going down the field. Matter of fact, my wife said exactly those words as we were watching the game uh, leave the Raiders. Yeah, well, I understand that. The conservative play calling, um, Murray situation, but we're learning. We're learning. We're young. Uh, as a matter of fact, Khalil Mack is a linebacker. He's an outside linebacker, and they're playing him and number 99 Smith way outside, actually outside the defensive ends. It's kind of a weird there no one's really taken the around the end run on us for a while. That's been good and that's the reason because he is out there along with Smith. Uh, anyway, we should have won this game and that's the way it goes, brother. On to the next one. And our next caller, Raider Nicole, otherwise known as the Portuguese Bomber. What's up, girl? What's up, Raider Greg, Raider Randy, Raider Nation? This is Raider Nicole, the Portuguese Bomber. Well, shit, we survived these awesome two away games. Yes, I said awesome. Why? Because we actually played competitively. We weren't the loafs that you saw in the home opener. They did pretty good. Uh, we had the same freaking mistakes as we've had in the years past that will either win the game or lose the game and that statement made totally no sense but hell i'm a raider fan go raiders we're gonna break those broncos ass and nicole out that's right we're competitive i'll take that any day of the week we can win any game as long as we keep playing and we can play I love that attitude, girl. And our last caller is the 916 Raider. What's up, brother? Raider Greg, Raider Randy, this is Raider 916 up here in Sacramento, California. Second time calling. I didn't make it on the air last time because I think I called a little too late after the Cleveland game. But fuck, I really wish we could have won that game against the Bears. I mean, at least I kind of look at it like... We beat ourselves, which of course isn't a good thing, but the Bears had to come back and beat us at the last second. We made a bunch of mistakes. Latavius Murray turning the ball over twice. If we could have had one of those back, maybe we would have got the win. If we could have got the first down on that last drive, or if we could have held them on the fourth down. But we only have one less win than we did all of last season, so that makes me happy. We got the donkeys coming into town next week. It would have been nice to have that win facing them, man. I'm just really hoping we can beat them. That would be really awesome. I am sick of all the goddamn fans of other teams talking shit about my Raiders. At work, I've got Steelers fans, Niners fans, Green Bay Packers fans, Jets fans, and Dallas Cowboys fans. And the Cowboys fan likes to talk the shit out of the most of them. And you know what? He doesn't even know players on his own team. And he's trying to come at me about Raider Nation. Man. We've just got to win some more games so that way he can't say this shit to me no more. Love my Raiders. I really hope we can do good this week. I love the show, man. Do everything. Keep doing everything you guys are doing. It's a great show. Listen to it every week. I'm almost checking daily to see when there's a new podcast out. Well, Raiders, let's kick some Bronco ass this weekend. This is Raider 916, and I'm out. 
Yes, again, it was a tough loss, but we must move on to the Broncos. Broncos coming to the black hole. They hate it. We love it. Listen, man, they're expecting a victory, and we got to hand them everything they can handle. No matter what, I just want them all to have to take a freaking ice bath after the game that they, 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 they witness on Sunday in Oakland. I want them beat up. I want them bruised. I want them battered. If the Raiders can come out with serious business, taking care of it, not catching balls with your chest, not dropping balls, not missing passes, not missing tackles. A team that's focused and does their job, all of them, individually, at their very best. We can, bre- we can beat these O's at our house, and that's what I'm expecting on Sunday. And a special shout-out birthday wishes first to Charles Woodson. 18 years in the league, 39 years old. What an epic stud he is. And last but not least, by any measure, happy birthday to my lovely wife and bride, Charmaniac, who's been by my side for many, many years and a great Raider fan. Happy birthday, baby. I am Raider Gray, and I am out.